are listening to Brother Rewind. Welcome to Brother Rewind. I'm Dean. And I'm Joel. I don't think that was Dean. Dean? Dean, are you there? Dean? I'm here. Uh, I'm here. What? Wait, who Who was that with you? Uh, it was my good buddy. No no one knows about him until he puts on his mask. But, oh. yeah. Interesting. I thought you were the guy from It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, <laughs> you want the moon, Mary? <laughs> what, what's that in the woods? <laughs> what's up in that window there? <laughs> Anyways, I'm Joel, and that was Dean and all of his iterations of him. We are back, just catching up, shooting the digital breeze, talking about what's up. So, Dean, what's up? Uh, things are up. I don't know. <laughs> Life's going good, man. It's been a fun weekend. Uh, the majority of my time was spent in front of my television. I mm. planned it this way. You know, usually my weekends are loaded. And I have tons of stuff going on, but I made it so that there wouldn't be any youth, any church activities this weekend, so I could just focus on basketball. And it's been, it was, it's been a fun, but kind of dismal weekend. Mm. I don't know if those kind of go together, but uh, Sunday, we went for the Elite Eight. Uh, a couple of my buddies, we went up to Owatonna, about half mm-hmm. an hour away, and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the games. Nice. Uh, by the way, I did try those triple threat nachos. Dude. And they're amazing. With chicken? Yes. Dude. It's, right? It was really good. Oh, my gosh. Every like, time, oh, I, didn't, I didn't quite feel like they were like triple threat nachos. I felt kind of th- like... I, I, I don't felt, know that w- word, triple threat. I don't remember that. Was it from the appetizers? Uh, yeah, it was whatever was in our menu. I thought, yeah, it was triple threat. But I was kind of like thinking like... I don't know if this is like triple threat. It's more like maybe two threats and a promise. Like, <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know if that other one was a well, threat or not. But. If that's what I was expecting, was three threats and and one was a promise. I mean, I'd be upset. Yeah, I'd probably send okay. them back. I'd be like, hey, hey, chef, I wanted hey, three get threats. Out here. Get out here and give me my food like I wanted. You that's promised right. me three threats, sir. With chicken. Don't make me get my mask, friend. I don't know. <laughs> but okay, it was pretty so, good. We had so a good time. Good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. We had a good time watching the games. Uh, it was bad in a way because both the teams that I was rooting for lost. Oh, and dude. now I'm kind of left with this Final Four that I don't give a crap about any of the teams. Hmm. And so I'm kind of like, oh, man. So there's this guy from Michigan State uh, who's apparently a big star. He's their center. His last name is Payne. Number five, that's what I kept on calling him. It was ridiculous watching him on the court. I thought Shrek was out there playing basketball. Seriously? Yeah, he was like this like really slow, just huge guy, and he was just making all kinds of mistakes. Like literally, the reason why they lost the game was because of this guy. He, This big dude who keeps on wanting to shoot the three, keeps on missing. He made one with a guy mm. in his face, and you could kind of just see him kind of pump himself up to where he's like, you know, I could do this. I can make so many shots. And then he just, like, threw the ball out of bounds a couple times. It was it was ridiculous. Probably one of the worst, like, showings of any athlete I've ever seen. But it was especially really fun the, to make fun of it. Especially in the Elite Eight, I would assume. Yeah. You know, and they've been, like, hmm. riding this guy to get here. 
but yeah, so he just failed miserably, so they lost. But yeah, I'm left with this final four that I just don't care about. Like, mm. I mean, Florida's in it still, which always bugs me. I hate Florida. Yeah. Because Florida sucks. And then Yukon and Wisconsin and Kentucky. Yep. My team's how, not there either. It's okay. How am I supposed to care about this? <laughs> well, you don't care about year four. You don't care about my team at all. So you don't use, you, you know, whatever. I don't care. I don't care that you're what, sad. What team do you have? Maryland. Maryland? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I chose them the first year that I ever watched March Madness. I chose Maryland, and that was the year that they won. They were the Cinderella story that year. It was pretty rad. So I was like, all right, they're my team. I, I guess that works. So I'm sticking with it, dude. I got to be faithful to my team. They weren't even in it this year, Radish. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was a fun weekend. How how was your weekend, man? How are things going? My weekend was good. Um, I helped a buddy move, helped a buddy paint, Sweet. and then uh, the rest of the time basically was spent planning. Lots of planning. Planning for the future? Hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, my band, Hidden History, uh, we are starting to really kick it up a notch. We've played awesome. uh, two shows out here in Seattle at Elcor Zone. Uh, they want us to open up for a national touring band, which is wow. legit. Um, we almost got on with August Burns Red, and we came as Romans uh, to people who know them. Pretty really? stoked. That's, I yeah. mean, like, I'm, like, with my music, I'm, like, old now. Like, I'm mm -hmm. stuck in 2008, but even I know who August Burns Red is. Yeah, they're a good band. Um, obviously, harder metal. Um, we're sure. not quite that hard. We're more of an alternative rock alternative metal yeah um but it's really fun man um we're planning on going into the studio we had self-recorded our album um basically in the downstairs basement with a bunch of the guys um but we basically had just recorded the album downstairs in the basement at this house that we had where a bunch of us were living and then all we were going to have to finish was vocals um so our lead guitarist danny was going to go into a studio just to finish it get it done with Sure. Um, but like in 10 minutes, the guy there was able to turn our song into something of such a high caliber that, uh, we decided we're just going to completely re-record the album that's in the awesome. studio. That's a lot of work, but that's awesome. I guess not yeah. necessarily work for you. Yeah. I mean, it's more just money, lots yeah. of money and a four day weekend we're going to do in May around, I think it's the 16th that weekend we're going to do a four day, um, so it'll be fun. It'll be nice that it won't take as long as what we did before because, I mean, it took months for us to do it ourselves. Oh, sure. Yeah, so, um, and it's just going to be such a better product. So we're really hoping that it uh, sells well and allows us to, to move on with some other things. But, it's just, dude, it's really exciting finally playing some shows, getting out there, and now it'll be nice having some product as well. Yeah, man. Well, I've just been obviously following from afar. I haven't been able to go out to the shows or anything. But the videos that you guys have been able to put out, yeah. Uh, I mean, you had that music video a couple years back where you guys were out in the snow with all your equipment, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, but cold yeah. of apathy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then you had this new video, uh, I think maybe one of your buddies did, and he, he did such a good job with it. It's really professional, looks amazing. And it yeah. sounds great, um, but they could that all that kind of stuff can be found at your guys' Facebook group, right? It can, yeah. Uh, 
facebook.com forward slash hidden history music or just hidden history music.com and then you'll have the links for everything else there but yeah uh niles compo was the one that uh that did that that uh shot all the footage another guy uh, mark giles was the one who edited it but um yeah it's it's really fun we're we're trying to just build up a lot of, of networking with a lot of guys around to uh just kind of make all of our creative passion come alive so it's it's fun yeah that's awesome man i'm I'm still like amazed. Like you're legit. Like you're in a legit band. Like you're talking about like possibly even going on tour with other bands. That's amazing. Like cuz I remember like uh that summer that like I I got my guitar and you and I uh, hung out and Dan uh one of our buddies, we all hung out and there's like there's like seven of us that were kind of like it wasn't like we were really trying but there were mm-hmm. seven of us who were kind of fooling around with the idea of like doing like band kind of things, and yeah. none of us ended up doing anything. I, I like I played that guitar for like maybe like six months, and then I was kind of like whatever. I'll play it every once in a while. The like three little things that I know, but yeah. I mean you stuck with it, and now you're you're legit, dude. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I I didn't expect myself to to end up where I was, but I ended up with a bunch of guys that were really patient with me, and uh, just real real dudes. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about the core of guys that we have now, and we have a manager now, and now that we're going into a real studio, we'll have um, a third party producer, um, which I think is good to have a third party on that, so that they can really just say, nope, the song is out, instead of being so connected to it that's, that just try to make it work. Sure. So I think we're going to have some, some good good influence there. So, yeah, man, I'm so excited. That's awesome. And like, like you said, you can find all of his stuff on Facebook. So find them on the Internet. Uh, here, here's something, man. All right. Uh, talking about stuff on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is April Fool's Day. Indeed. And it's been funny slash frustrating, <laughs> all the stuff that's been on the internet that just isn't true today. Uh-huh. Like for some reason I forgot about April Fool's Day this morning. Dude, me too. And so I totally like I fell for like 3 of them <laughs> before I realized that it was April Fool's Day. Yeah. But have you fallen for any? Um yeah, the one that I got um it was last year that I was really um that I like I read a lot into it before I really realized what I was reading, it was the uh, Google search and smell. And <laughs> yeah. <it> basically, <laughs> you'd be able to search for something and then, and then smell it. And uh, I mean, awesome. just because it's from Google, they have these amazing writers on it and they have all these videos and all this stuff. Like, We're just taking it to the next level. You know, they have like <laughs> yeah. the Apple guy that's just, you know, I've got this really the cool Johnny Ives wannabe. Right? Yeah. So, awesome. yeah, the Google search and smell. I mean, Google every year does amazing they this always year, do something this year they've got the uh, the shelfies on the background of your of your gmail yep. which was funny because it came out a couple of days early and so i was like oh that's an interesting new feature and i woke up this morning with some dude like underwater smiling this really creepy joker <laughs> smile at me <laughs> trying to read my email <laughs> freaking me out and then they had the pokemon challenge yeah that, that one i wanted to talk about that was pretty cool oh, dude yeah go for it uh, it was it was just really cool to see that. Uh, basically, what they're doing is they're they're saying like there's a new update for uh, your Google Maps to where you could go out and do this challenge, 
and it's the challenge to catch all of the Pokemon. And so, like, there's a video, and it's really slick. Google always, you know, they have the resources at hand to do it. So it's really slick looking, and there's this guy, like, climbing this mountain, and he's, like, trying to take a picture of a Charizard and and capture it (laughs) and, like, just going all over the place. And, like, on mountainsides, like, in the city, just everywhere. And they're, like, trying to get people to go and actually try it. (laughs) It's so amazing. And offering the reward that they're going to be the Pokemon master yes. if they do it right. Yeah, and the guy, like, after he catches Charizard, he's putting his phone back in his pocket, and you can see all of the badges that he's gotten. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, oh that one God. that one came out a little early, too. Like, I wonder if they yeah. just did all of those a little bit early. I, um, think, I think they do a little bit just to maybe throw, throw you off, and then they don't really tell until April Fool's Day. That I mean, because um, a couple of years ago, one of the earlier ones that they did, they, they, they actually put it out like two weeks early, and then they didn't tell anyone. Okay. But it was this drink called the Google Gulp. Oh, and yeah. It was like this energy drink that. that was supposed to make you smarter so that your search <laughs> engines, um, all your searches would just be better optimized sure all this sort of stuff. yeah they always do something awesome i got fooled a couple times this morning uh mm-hmm. like i was right i was writing some posts this morning on tumblr on my website deanlantini.com and uh, as i was doing that mm-hmm. and, and so i'm looking on the side you know like uh just about to post something and i see this little button it says go pro and it, like in parentheses free and mm-hmm. so I'm like, what is this about? So I click on it, and there's this video that pops up. And I'm like, okay. And it's like this really nice-looking video, and it's talking about how the world is connected and you need to connect with the world. <laughs> and then at the end, it says, you've gone pro. And then all that happens is this top hat appears. And okay. it just goes from like the middle of your screen up to where you have your little avatar. Uh-huh. And it just gives you a top hat on the corner of it. <laughs> like, just kind of fitting on your head a little bit. You're so legit. Yeah, it's, that's it. <laughs> like, oh my that's, that's what going pro is. You get a top hat. <laughs> like, yeah, at least it's free. It made me feel so stupid. Because <laughs> I was just like, huh, this is interesting. And even the video, I'm like, wow, this video looks great. I really like this. You know, oh and, and, and yeah, just I get a top hat. So I, I fell for that one. And then the one that got my attention was mm-hmm. the Arnold Schwarzenegger rumor that he I didn't was see that. uh like I follow a whole bunch of movie news stuff on Twitter and yeah, when yeah. you know every morning I get in my office I check my email I check Twitter and just kind of see what's going on check CNN and um so I was checking Twitter and all of these sites were saying that Arnold Schwarzenegger was cast as uh the av- like the Navi king in Avatar 2 <laughs> And I was like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> and so I oh click on it, right? And it's just like, you fell for it. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh Could you imagine? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you see him on Jimmy Fallon last week? I did. When, he was, when they did the infomercial... And like Jimmy just kept talking about the Ninja Blender, whatever the Vitamix. <laughs> yeah. and he was like, "Can we get, get to the, the chopper? chopper? Yeah, get to like, the chopper now!" Oh yeah. my gosh, like, flipping the table—that was pretty great. It's, it's funny that he was like okay with that. I mean, I guess it's like I don't know. That's if what he Jimmy, has to do, though. I know you have to, but at the same time, it's almost like I don't know. It's kind of like really, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good, though. 
<laughs> well, yeah, yeah, so that rumor was out, and there was another one that I fell for, too. Like, even after that, I still fell for another no. one. No. Like, that uh, Jaden Smith, um, uh-huh. you know, Will Smith's son, he was cast as uh, the uh, one of the new Flashes in the Flash TV show. <laughs> and I was like, really? Like, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, because yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith is doing, you know, uh, Fox's comic book, TV show Gotham, so I was like, okay, this is legit. Like the whole family is doing it, and yeah. then yeah, you know, got fooled again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, Dang it! Mm-hmm. Do you remember Tamagotchis? I do. So, Newegg, you ever use that website? Yep. Pretty cool, Newegg.com. Yep. Um, I got an email from them, then my normal daily newsletter, and the first thing it says is, "Hey, we have this new promotion. Um, it's this device that's shaped like an egg." It was basically a big Tamagotchi that's like the size of maybe your hand. And it's like every time that you buy stuff on Newegg, you get to feed your Mr. Eggie or whatever his name was. It was a ridiculous name okay. um, with these with these points that you get. And every time that you refer other friends to, to the website, like you get to feed and cultivate your, your egg thing. And it was just like, what is the point of this? Like, why would I ever... <laughs> Like this is stupid. What? I was like, this is the the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard. And then I just clicked next. I mean, I scrolled down and looked at the other products, whatever. But I didn't realize for maybe an hour until I went to Google and and you yeah. know, got got. I was like, oh okay, my gosh. I thought they just lost their mind. Yeah. Like this is the most terrible marketing ploy I've ever heard. <laughs> Like and they had like these this like couple looking at their little eggy device and they were like so excited and oh my gosh what the heck is this yeah and then bad. it's fake yeah there were some pretty good ones out there uh, there were all those uh, there was thinkgeek dot uh, com like they sell a whole bunch of random stuff like mm-hmm. the the mug that I talked about last week they were on there but every every year they do a whole lot of stuff and mm-hmm. so I went over there just to see what they had they had a like you know, like the Keurig machines where you have just like one, yeah, one cup of coffee, you put it in, yep. and get your one cup. Uh, they had like one of those, but it was called Mister Beard Beard Machine. <laughs> and so, Mister Beard you, Beard Machine. Yeah, you get the cup okay. of like what kind of beard you want. You like goatee, handlebar, mustache, whatever. And you put it in, and you put what? your face in, and it'll give it to you. So for all the people who can't grow beards, <laughs> you can put your face into it and uh, get get a beard that was pretty funny uh i think it's, oh only, it's only 150 bucks so oh wow yeah yeah and then that. one I'm, that i wish still one that i wish was real i saw yeah. on there too um like i'm a youth pastor and we do nerf gun things like all the time like every overnighter yeah. like i Absolutely. i have like a big sniper rifle one that shoots like 50 <laughs> darts another Dang. one and then like a little mini pistol all in like grabbing distance at my office in case kids come in, <laughs> like because I learned my lesson. Like they come in to and destroy shoot me. them. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna come in, I'm gonna kill you. Um, it's a great incentive for people to come into my office. But anyways, come uh, to our church. We're friendly. But if you come in my office, I will, I will annihilate you. you. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So like I was going on there and I was looking at like the Mr. Beard mirrored machine, and then there was one. It's called the Nerf Nuke. Dude. Yeah, what? and so like basically what it is is like it's this huge ball that with darts all over the place around it, oh, and no what way. they say is that you like pump it up, you fire it, it goes forty feet, and then shoots all the darts out. 
Dude. And I'm like thinking like this is the coolest thing ever, but it was it was just a prank. Dude. It hurt my heart a little that's, bit. That's an ingenious product though. I, think I know, right? Rad. That would be insane. That would be so good for all the kids that like 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 we do this thing, like we call it Hunger Games. And nice. like, it's basically everyone <laughs> versus everyone. And we just put a whole bunch of guns killing in the Killing all the kids, dude. Yeah, you, it's like the you're best You're not going to make it very far if you're just killing all of your kids. Well, not literally, Radish. You know, just, okay. you know, all their hopes and their dreams. That's <laughs> okay, okay so, so just their souls. Yeah, but they always, like, like, make a little fort. Yeah. And so it's, like, hard to kill them. But if you had one of those <laughs> things, you just fire it in there and then just, that would be great. Dude. Dude, yeah, and then you just go right into the progression of paintball with the paintball grenades and all that. Yeah, dude, they should do it. They should do it. Yeah, and one one last one. Uh, Virgin Airlines, or oh, actually, there's two more. Uh, Virgin Airlines, they did one that was pretty good. They did a they've done a couple in the past, but they did one where it's it's called uh, climate control. And what they're okay. saying is like uh, every passenger has the ability. It's part of the system that they put into the airplane where they have the ability to change the thermostat for the, each person individually Jeez. for the entire plane. <laughs> like, Jeez. All at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Because <laughs> nice. some people would be like, oh, that's so amazing. It's just like you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it in cars with two different locations. And then, and then Domino's did one too. Uh, Domino's? Yeah. Uh, where it's just basically... Uh, an edible box, like your pizza will come in an edible box where it's just crust all over. <laughs> but, crust all, no way. Yeah, that that looked pretty cool. Dude, I want to see that picture. You should you should tweet that one out later. That probably all looks right. awesome. Yeah, be looking for that. We'll we'll have like a link. Like uh, you can go to deanlentini.com to find all those ones because uh, I, I posted quite a few of them today. But, excellent, excellent. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite ones, just in the spirit of April Fool's Day. Something that was brought back almost from the dead. Oh. Homestar Runner. Yes, sir. Oh, Just man. a nice little treat today. Yeah, it was really cool to see that video pop up. I mean, it's been since 2010 that there's been a new video from Homestar Runner. And that was just like one little video in the span of like what? Like 2008 probably. It was like two years and they put that little video out and then it's been another four. So yeah. it, was, it was really cool to see this video and see uh, just playing around with the idea of, like, updating the site. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was really funny, and it brought back so many good memories of watching oh, those dude. videos. Dude, they just they really nailed it with, with the product that they had. I wish that they had kept going because they came out almost right before YouTube did. I mean, they were on um, Newgrounds.com, which was basically could have been the the youtube of our day but they were just more into the animated side of things yeah they they did a great job like they everything looked great the voices were hilarious all of the material was just great uh but yeah it's just like they had such an amazing idea they were working it out too people i mean people our age at least know about Mm -hmm. it everyone does like it was huge but they just never transitioned. Like, as everything went to YouTube, uh, like, they just never kept on board with that. Now, I guess, like, they had other ideas, other things. Like, I've watched some interviews with the, the two creators, and, like, they, they had other things that they wanted to do. But, man, I look at those videos, and it's just, like, those things are amazing. Like, Teen Girl Squad. 
Yeah. I, oh, like everything. Such a great in side that. project. Oh my yeah. goodness. Like, like the thing I say all the time, my wife like looks at me weird and just like chips is no place for a mighty warrior. <laughs> like, <laughs> stuff like that. And uh, like the little buado stuff like that. It's just, dude, oh, there's so many good so lines amazing. from that. I mean, you wish that they kept going, but maybe it's just, you know, let a good thing be what it is. Don't drown it out too long. You know, I just imagine if that was my sort of creative outlet, you know, movies, film, animation, that you would get a little bit tired of it after yeah. a while or, or, or your characters get to such a place that they're just good and you want, you know, you have more ideas that you'd want to grow. It's, it's hard in this day and age where now you can actually make some actual serious money off of that sort That's of thing. That's very true. And it, and it's it's crazy that um, I mean in that regard you're like, dude, don't stop a good thing. But they start they stopped right before the YouTube craze really went nuts. And another guy um, that we were both into was KnoxCorner.com. Oh yes. K N O X S K N K O R N E R. I can spell. Sure. Dot com. <laughs> it's not even there anymore. The site is gone. It's gone. It's completely gone. The oh site my is goodness! My heart no just more. broke a little bit. You can you can still find his videos on news newgrounds dot com, which, like I said, okay. was where the start of a lot of this animation stuff kind of came true. together. That was the Numa Numa video. That was Charlie the Unicorn. That sort of stuff was all on yeah. newgrounds dot com. Um, but ever since then, I mean, it's just gone to YouTube and Homestar Runner is gone and Knox Corner is gone. He actually put out a finale for his Clayman. I am going to watch that immediately. Dude, it was, it was really good. It actually put everything to rest. I don't know how many people, probably not as many were into Knox Corner as were into Homestar Runner, but for anyone that was, you know, into the whole clay thing, um, I, I've met anyone who's, who's been into clay knows who he is oh and yeah he, he was really an innovator did a nice dude very much so and he put a really nice cap on the end of on the end of that story That's he's awesome. just doing like live action stuff now yeah um but Man, so dude. many memories of watching that stuff like i remember uh like two things i remember at school getting in mm -hmm. trouble for watching sniper time <laughs> yep. dave we're gonna take your salad <laughs> you know, like, I remember Mrs. Barron coming up and putting her hand on my shoulder and just be like, Dean, <laughs> like, really? <laughs> uh, hey, you guys want to play Halo? Yeah. <laughs> you want to play Halo? Dude, how could you be thinking of Halo right now? Our, Our friends, friends having an operation. operation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so amazing. I, those were like the beginnings of what we know now as the internet. Like, seriously, yeah. it changed completely. And that was like pivotal timing. I remember going over to your house because mm -hmm. I didn't have internet for a long time. Right. And then when I did, it was dial-up. And I remember when you got DSL. Dude. That was dad. like the most amazing thing to ever happen to us. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we went from like I remember seriously waiting like an hour to watch like a four-minute clip on Homestar yep. Runner or on uh, Knox's Corner. And then it went from like an hour to like 15 minutes. And we were just like. This is incredible. <laughs> Dude, so many things that, I mean, they inspired us a lot. I know oh, with yeah. me and another friend, we, we tried to do the claymation thing. We, we had videos somewhere. I don't know where they went. All I have now is some still frame pictures of them. Dude. I have a couple of videos. Do you seriously? Yes, I do. Dude, you've got those and the ones from uh, me and Dan that we did, don't you? 
Uh, um, not all of the ones that you and Dan did. But the those the uh, the basketball one and uh, the pill one. I have the basketball. I have the zero flak flavonoid. Yeah. Uh, I have the 007 full thing. And then I have uh, the video of us in the backyard that night. We tried to make movie and just sucked really bad. <laughs> With the cone or something. Yeah, it was something about finding the cone and you were wearing an Abraham Lincoln mask. <laughs> and I was pretending I was Mr. Gordon Fisherman. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Dude. But that night was really messed up. <laughs> it was really weird, but we're going to post it later. <laughs> we might. I don't know. The world needs to <laughs> see. If I ever have it. time to edit it a little bit. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, well, I've got I, all that stuff. I need to see those claymation videos and those, those, the Zero Flak Flavonoid and stuff. That was some that was some quality stuff. If the Zero Flak Flavonoid so. holds up. Yeah? I will say that. Uh, the claymation ones, I, I don't think you had put all the audio in it yet. No, we hadn't. We so we were we were like very much copying and pasting that together. It was yeah. uh, didn't have the best the best equipment. But even with the uh, the zero flux flavonoid, um, so we basically had some really long extension cords, a VCR, a little TV, a, and then and then like a what was it? At first we had a one point three megapixel camera and then we went up to like a three megapixel camera. Ooh, and we had that quality. running Yeah, dude. RCA into the into the VCR, which we had a tape in that we were recording, and then we had a coax going to the TV so we'd have a monitor while we were watching. And you know a lot of those scenes were outside running around. And yep. so if you imagine <laughs> me holding a VCR, a little seven inch TV and a camera <laughs> in the other hand, <laughs> trying uh, to film, multitasking man, trying to film Dan spinning around in circles, holding his mighty pills or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, dude, <laughs> like all those videos, Homestar Runner, uh, of course, Knox's Corner. There was stuff though, like yeah, like Newgrounds, um, uh, Adam Films. They used to have a lot of cool stuff, like the dude, uh, like the Star Wars gangster rap. Uh, yeah, dude, it was so inspiring. I forgot about that one. The gangster rap was oh, fantastic. Yeah. What is that bidding, my master? It's yeah. a disaster. Luke Skywalker, we're after. Yeah, I could, <laughs> I could honestly, I could do like the whole thing. I really oh, could. Man. Like that, that really stuck in my memory. Uh, but then there was other videos. Like I don't know if you remember. I thought it was like the funniest idea of all time. Uh, but there was Pink Five that was on Adam Films. I don't remember that. Uh, basically, you know, in Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. When they're all going to the Death Star and they're like mm-hmm. calling in their like gold leader standing by, <laughs> Red Five right. standing by. Well, like it's all dudes, right? Uh-huh. Well, they did a video if it Dude. was like this chick. Yes. And she was yes. five and she was like a valley girl. <laughs> and she was just like, yeah. I don't want you guys to destroy the Death Star. There's like a really cool mall in there. <laughs> like stuff like that. It was really good. Oh man, yeah. The uh, Charlie the Unicorn, which everyone knows, oh, everybody yeah. knows, that actually came from FilmCal, and they're still going at it. Actually, FilmCal. Yes, they are. Um, but the first, the first video that I ever saw on Newgrounds was Attack of the Man Eating Giraffes. Oh my goodness! From I remember FilmCal. That. Do you oh, remember yeah. that one? Well, Lord yeah. You were Conquats. like, you're going to watch this, and uh, like, it's amazing. It Dude. really is. They actually had like they did special effects, like some computer animated stuff, computer generated stuff, mind you. Um, I mean, it was it was awesome. Like 
both I mean all those three three things really just inspired both of us to just oh, yeah. do a lot more things. Well, it didn't just inspire us. I mean, that really like people will talk about YouTube and mm-hmm. like so many kids are like, was there a thing before YouTube? Like yeah. people think of YouTube as like the beginning of the internet. And that, yeah. that's not real. Like though YouTube came from these kind of things. And yeah. you know, it grew and you know, all those other things they kind of faded away. They weren't able to keep up. Um yeah. Adam Films is actually still around. Um uh, who was it? Comedy Central actually eventually bought him out. Really? Yeah. So they're still up and around, but they—I mean—they don't do anything like what they used to. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's—it's it's cool to see like, it's cool to see the transition. Like we're around for that to see it going yeah. from those like individual sites with their own, um, you know, uh, with their own exclusive material, and then everything going to this broader scope of YouTube and the world can now. Uh, see all of these kind of videos in one place. Mm. And uh, in a way or another, like most of these big guys that you see on YouTube were influenced by these videos. Absolutely. Yeah, all the all the big ones that, that are around now. Um, I mean, they started out like Smosh is, is the biggest one on YouTube. It has yes, the most is. subscribers, everything. They, when they first started, they were on YouTube. Yeah, but they were also on these other websites. They, yep. I think... Uh, they said that they were on like up to 15 or 20 different websites where they were posting. It just happened to be that, that YouTube, you know, capitalized once Google, I mean, before Google even bought them out. But I mean, yeah, it's it's really turned into this big box store sort of a thing instead of, you know, the little laundromat down the store, down the street. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's almost that sort of a feeling that, you know, there's still good gems out there, but, you know, you, you kind of have to have to weed through the thousands of other things that you have to click in order to find it. And then if it does go big, it, it goes viral. And then, you know, sometimes the people, you know, it, it's kind of like a Disney, you know, kid. Sometimes they get all famous and then they just kind of go nuts a little bit. And yeah. sometimes, you know, they, they do it correctly and they really rock it. Good Mythical Morning, for example. I love it. Amazing guys. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Like, I, I watch them all the time. Actually, my son... Like, if he's freaking out, mm-hmm. I put Good Mythical Morning on, and he immediately stops and looks at the TV. And no way. And, like, stops crying. He loves Rhett and Link. Like, Dude. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but, yeah, he just stops what he's doing. I got a picture, actually. I sent it to my wife, sent it to Link on his Twitter of him <laughs> just, like, looking up at him and just being like, oh. You know, like. I've got a crying headache, and the only prescription it's more Rhett and Link. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> See, we both can do impressions. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, they're like medicine to my little baby's bones. Pretty much, pretty much. But I love those guys. They're so creative. They have so much content uh, that you could just go in and digest. And uh, it it helps me when I'm like I do like design stuff for our church and just I like to create stuff. Mm-hmm. And like even watching them, there's other videos on YouTube, uh, even going back and watching some of those videos that just got me into that kind of mindset back in the day. Uh, yeah. It just helps you when you're trying to be creative. Um, just amazing stuff. Yeah, man. There's even there's even, uh, you know, other like I, I have some movies that are like that, that like might not even be that great, but just really, really like just make me laugh. And no one else understands, or or makes me get inspired, or makes me cry, but not really cry because I'm a man, man. That's you know, right. Like that's a manly right. man with unless it's the Lego Movie. 
Oh, but dude, there there totally are. There's there's a lot of good movies out there that are more of a guilty pleasure movie, and that today is our top five. Agreed. Like there are movies like that that you just know are terrible. Like you you know that the populace at least believes that they are terrible and it's just mm-hmm. like really meaningful for you or you just really enjoyed them or whatever. And yeah, that's our top five. Top five guilty pleasure movies. Uh, so I'll, I'll start off uh, right. with my number five. Uh, and it is Firewall uh, oh, starring Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Uh, basically what happens is Harrison Ford is... Uh, in a, Seattle. Yes, he's a businessman in Seattle. And Jarvis comes and threatens his family. Uh, that's uh, Paul Bettany. We've talked about him on the show before. Dude, love that too. guy. Uh, but he comes in and he basically says, you have to rob this place for me, this bank that he works for, or I'm going to kill your family. And Harrison Ford just goes like from like just normal businessman in Seattle, just doing his job, to I'm going to beat the crap out of you <laughs> for going against yeah. my family. But he and, does it so legit. Yeah, like, he does. I love that movie. I don't think it was like a... I mean, sometimes you see that transformation as like a uh, like a Kiefer Sutherland like transformation. Like, really, you're just this normal guy, and now you're just destroying everyone. You know, but it's like... I, I think like he stayed within the realm of his character really well. Agreed. Who they developed him to be before he went nuts. Yeah, I and mean, I, like, I he doesn't just really go did. get an AK-47... And just go yeah. like, blah, blah, and like shoots everyone. <laughs> See, we do tons of impressions on this show. <laughs> he, he doesn't do that. He, you know, he goes after him with what he knows he can do. So he uses tech first because that's what he does. And mm-hmm. then he goes after him, you know, smacks the guy in the head with a, a blender, you know, whatever's around. Dude, yeah. do what you got to do. And that fight scene at the end is one of the best fight scenes, period. I don't remember it. Uh, at the, the lake house where uh, the bad guy takes the family, and it's mm-hmm. uh, Paul Bettany's character versus uh, Harrison Ford, that fight in this construction house, that's, like this house that's being constructed, uh, like going through walls, and like, yeah. I mean, he gets killed with an axe. Like, it's, oh, you know, spoiler. <laughs> There's going to be spoilers. <laughs> so, you know, if you haven't seen these movies, you probably don't care about spoilers, but whatever. But anyways, like, he kills him with an axe. It's... Oh, it's outstanding, but <laughs> that, people don't like it. Me. I don't. I don't that, get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get why it wasn't that big too. I thought it was fantastic. I thought they did really well. Maybe it just didn't have enough, you know, big stuff. It was too real or whatever. But whatever. that that scene where he does kill him now, I remember it with the axe. It reminds me of uh, I think it was Lethal Weapon Two, where that where um, where he kills the guy with the with a nail gun through the oh. through the wall. Yep. Danny Glover. Yep. Oh my gosh, that was an awesome scene. Anyway, so so guilty pleasure just because it didn't really do well. Yeah, that's pretty much what mine are. Like it's just you know movies that I know didn't do well or that people generally don't like. I mean, like that movie has like a five point two out of ten hmm. on IMDb. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know why people didn't like it, but I love that movie. Surprising. <laughs> so what's what's your number five? My number five is Galaxy Quest. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, so the funniest thing about it is that I loved it, and I'd never seen Star Trek before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, same like, here. Now that I've started watching Star Trek, um, I went all the way back to the original series, and the series on Star Trek, yep. and Watch started watching William them. Shatner make out with tons of different aliens each episode. <laughs> 
Oh man, it's, he's gonna it's... catch some kind of disease. Just <laughs> no, dude. The doc's gonna help him out. He'll be fine. Jim, you gotta stop making out with these women. See, um, we do him. We do him every show. <laughs> we do him. You do him. Whatever. Um, right. Galaxy right. Quest. <laughs> now that <laughs> now that I've watched Star Trek, and I'm and I'm just like I haven't watched Galaxy Quest again. Um, but even just thinking about it, because it's it's just in my mind. That's how much of a guilty pleasure it is for me. I mean, you got Tim Allen, which I've always thought was good. And Sigourney Weaver, um, she's 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 getting whatever she does. Um, Pretty you much. You got freaking Tony Shalhoub. Oh, I love that guy. Oh my gosh, dude. He's Monk hilarious. is so great. But yeah. And then um, the fourth dude, I forget his name. I forget his name. I know that he's he was like in the. Uh, he he hasn't been in a lot of big movies, but in every one he does super well. And I know that the one that everyone knows yeah, it's, is, it's, is uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, he was one of the professors or something. Um, oh, man, I know him so well. The um, obviously um, yeah, what's, what's yeah. that guy's name? I will avenge you. You know, the, but dude, that's just the half born. Uh, the uh, no, never mind. I don't even. <laughs> You're gonna half, get it. I half blood prince. He's the half blood prince. It's uh, yeah. Professor Slytherin? No, that's the no, house. No. Dang but it. Anyways. Um, but yeah, like just the movie, like one of the favorite lines is Tony Shalhoub. Like he's just this really quiet character in it. And he like turns around at one point after like he, he uh, like sucks this giant rock monster into this room with all these bad guys. And he just like destroys everyone. He just turns around and is like, it's the simple things in life you treasure. And it's just such this funny moment, like, after all this chaos happens, and then he just turns around just so silently in Tony Shalhoub's way. Only he can deliver a line like that just so perfectly. Yeah. I just, I really like the movie. It's he's, great. And I great, feel like Matt. now that I, now if I'm going to watch it again, I'm going to laugh even harder. Maybe I'll have to introduce my wife to it and torture her a little bit. Well, it's, like, it's a little bit of a nostalgia thing. Like, I remember some lines, like, obviously, like, we need your help, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> we are from the planet of the Gulf Breakfast Liquid System, and we need your help. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That was pretty good. Uh, but, like, stuff like that, and then, like, Tony Shalhoub's character just being like, look how clean the floors are. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> yeah, like, as, as if he wasn't hinting to Monk in the future. Oh, and and how the aliens think that all of um, TV from Earth is real. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they think about um, what's the, Gilligan's Island. They're like, oh, those poor people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone must save them. Oh, it's great. So yeah, that, that's that's my number five. Maybe I should put it higher if I really think about it more. But um, I, I love it. It's good. It's good. It is good. All right, my number four is Zathura. Really? Do you even remember Zathura? I remember the title. I never saw it. Okay. Uh, it Basically what it is, it's Jumanji in space. Mm. So this guy and his brother, well, like right, he's like right. 12 years old, him and his brother. It's Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games. He, he was the kid. And he plays with his little brother. They play this game, and it becomes real. And they're up in space, and they're trying to get home. And it's the story between two brothers. And I, I don't know, like I, those kind of like family relational kind of movies just really get me. And so I really like it. You're a sap. I am. I, I really am. Uh, yep. So like I really loved it, uh, but everyone else did not. They saw it as that Jumanji ripoff. Mm. Uh, it, it was such a bad movie that this is how bad it was, Joel. All right. Kristen Stewart was in it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Well, uh, luckily like though, it? luckily she was like frozen for the majority of the movie. <laughs> so uh, it made it so I was able to like just enjoy it. I don't know. It's and, just and one of those it. movies. Like I, I have this thing with movies that I can watch it uh, once, mm-hmm. unless it's a movie in theaters that I want to see like again, like Winter Soldier. I'll probably see it like four times. Probably mm-hmm. not. But uh, <laughs> like most of my movies, I watch once, and I can't watch it again for like six months. Mm. Like my wife will be like, you know, like why why can't we watch this? I'm like, we just watched that, and she's like, yeah. we watched that like a year and a half ago. <laughs> uh, but Zathura is one that I'm always kind of like, yeah, we could watch that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. See, I, I don't, really I don't know it. if I didn't go for it because I hated Jumanji. I had the worst nightmares from that movie. Oh, it was like, scary, dude. So bad. I didn't like it either. But this one, I don't know. It was, it was more like Jumanji was more like hardcore, like in your face. Like, oh, there's yeah. a guy who's hunting kids. Yeah. That's messed up. But this one was more, I don't know, maybe it was just because it was in space. And I was older, obviously. But maybe it was just that it was in space that it was kind of more, I don't know, more fairy tale-ish. Like, this could never happen kind of a thing. Number four, <laughs> The Labyrinth. The Labyrinth. Starring David Bowie. Uh, let me put my hood on. <laughs> <laughs> Why? This is definitely a guilty pleasure. <laughs> You don't like it at all. I hate that movie. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> but go for it. What do you like uh, about it? So the character Hoggle, he was probably my favorite part in the entire movie. Um, the The opening scene, she comes up to the labyrinth, uh, what's her name, Sarah or something, the character, comes up to the outside of the labyrinth, and she's like, oh, a beautiful fairy. And then he, like, sprays a spray on it and, like, kills the fairy. And, like, he's just like, oh. Gotcha. And he's just killing all of these beautiful Silly fairies. Silly Hogwarts. Hoggle. It's Hoggle. Hogwarts. Just like that, bro. Yeah. Bro. Okay. Um, but just, I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot of things in that that that, um, that I just really enjoyed. A lot of, I mean, they played with it well. It, being a labyrinth, they actually had some some funny things, aspects to it, whatever. Um, and then, of course, the dude that um, Ludo rock friend i mean come on nothing this isn't doing it for you at all i don't know i don't know why i like it so much that's I just, all right this is guilty I, I saw it as a kid a lot of times well, a lot and, of people love it radish like do they yeah like well not a lot not <laughs> enough that. so that still qualifies it, it still qualifies <laughs> as guilty pleasure but there's plenty of people who like that uh janna janna made me watch it once yeah, and I think I was already in a mood to where I was like, "This is gonna be stupid," and then I watched it, and I was like, "This was stupid." <laughs> so, so, like, I think that might have, like I already had those feelings coming into it. So maybe if I had actually given it a chance, but at this point, I'm not willing to go back and give it a chance. <laughs> it's David Bowie, man. What what could go wrong with David Bowie as the as many the things I think of stretchy pants. <laughs> The babe with the power. Okay, moving uh, on. Uh, my number three, we're up to number three, uh, is one that I know that might be in yours. Mm. And I know at least you love it. I don't know if maybe you qualify it as a guilty pleasure, but mm. I do. And that is Fever Pitch. Oh, funny. Okay, yeah. Yes, uh, Fever Pitch starring, of course, Jimmy Fallon, who we've talked about mm-hmm. on the show. We both really love. And uh, it's a story about him being a Boston Red Sox fanatic. And mm-hmm. trying to still have a normal life, uh, in other words, a relationship with someone, 
while still holding on to this crazy um, obsession with the Red Sox. And it's just a really funny movie. I, I love so many different things about it. I love the baseball aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore is great in that movie. And, of course, it's just Jimmy Fallon. Like, he's just <laughs> so stinking funny. And uh, I don't know. I just, I just really love it. Like, any time that my wife is like, you know, um, I'm really up for a chick flick. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, most of the time I'm like, I'm not really there. <laughs> you know, unless we're going to the classics, like Pride and Prejudice, I'll watch that. But, like, all this new stuff, like Confessions of a Shopaholic, really? No. <laughs> but, like, anytime she really wants to see a chick flick, all, she knows all she has to do is just say, you know, fever pitch. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. All right. Let's watch that. Obviously more spoilers, but I really liked how in that movie, um, like, she didn't know that he was a fanatic. He was like, I'm into baseball. She's like, okay, okay. Yeah. And then, like, and then, what was it? As soon as he got season tickets... And he just totally changed, like, completely. Yep. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was awesome. I was not expecting, even knowing what the movie was about, how much it was going to go there. It, it was cool. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, good one. All right, what's your number three? Number three for me, Tremors. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that movie. I saw that with my brother, and uh, I think it was Chris growing up. Maybe David as well, uh, my my brother's buddies. Um but I don't know what it was about that movie. I think it was just I, I think that I would have had fun if like I was in that in that place, like all the stuff that they got to do and um I don't know. I always think about those sort of um, you know, life or death situations and what I could do or whatever. So as a kid, like I got really riled up and then we'd go out in the woods and pretend that there were giant worms trying to eat us. Oh sure. So <laughs> get on top of the <laughs> shed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So tremors. And all of them, pretty much, especially like the second one in the, in the end credits. I think they have this little uh, RC truck that they're driving around, that the, like the tremors chasing, and then like he comes up to eat it, and then they like have a you know C four on the truck or whatever, and like blow it up, like, and they're just having a grand old time with their worms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, I've seen it on uh, TV, like just yeah. a little bit of it. I've never actually seen it all the way through, uh, but from what I've seen, it's kind of just. Really funny. Yeah, give it a shot. All right. Uh, my number two is Sahara. Oh, Yeah, okay. starring Matthew McConaughey and with uh, Steve Zahn. And, Penelope Cruz? Uh, yeah, Penelope Cruz. She's like the down part of that movie. But um, <laughs> uh, And then Dwight from The Office. But yeah, uh, I he really... Was? Yeah, uh, he's Who the guy. He? Uh, like, I shot a guy in the face with a flare gun. What? The, the helper guy, Rudy. His name is Rudy in the movie. Oh, no way. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I love the movie. Basically, it's about these, uh, I don't know, I, I guess you treasure say treasure hunters. hunters yeah. Uh, who go out trying to find an old uh, Civil War ship, this Confederate. Um, yeah, ironclad ship yes, or whatever. Yes, an ironclad, uh, Confederate I just, ironclad. As, as soon as you start describing it, I just hear Matthew McConaughey's voice. Yeah. Just like. Talking about the ship and everything, like this, this big mystery. Like he goes in this big dialogue in the movie, you know, telling all the background of it. But his his voice, I don't know. He has a yeah, really cool voice. Yeah, it sticks with you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I really love the movie. It's just a fun action adventure movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Penelope Cruz is in it, and I think that's like the really down part of it. Her character mm. just like seriously, you could cut her completely out, mm. and nothing is lost in that movie. 
Like they just That's true. threw her she in there for some kind of, you know, you know, obviously love for the main character, but. Uh, so yeah, and they just wanted a girl in there, but it could have been a different girl with a lot more character that, you know, that could still, you know, bring people to the movie by looking at a poster, you know, but like act well and I'll appreciate it a lot more. <laughs> well, yeah, like you got this this guy who's her partner and I forget who plays him, but he's a great actor and like yeah. they're working together and she's just like falling apart at the seams, like tripping over these lines. It was like it was hard to watch. It's hard to watch those scenes, but everything else is great. There's just this really cool moment uh, when Delroy Lindo, uh, he's like the secret agent spy who's helping out William Macy find Matthew McConaughey and Steve Zahn, and right. he just says he's not going to do this thing. And I say it like all the time, just the way that he says it. Uh, I, I imitate that whenever someone says like, "Are you going to do this?" I just go, "I'm not going to do it." <laughs> he, he just says it in just this particular way. Uh, I, just, I don't know. It's just stuck with me. I I just love that movie. I could watch it anytime to the point where, like, our DVD got so scratched up of that. Like, just because I'm bad with my DVDs. Heather is great with them. She has, like, mm. this new case that has, like, hundreds of them in there. Uh, but, like, uh, like so I went out and we got it on iTunes. That's how much I love that. <laughs> we wow. needed to own it. <laughs> I remember we saw that, I think, first... Um, or at least I saw it on uh, Micah Cooper's surprise birthday party. Yes, yes. We went to Godfather's and went to that movie. Yeah. All right, well, my number two, Flight of the Navigator. I don't know if you've seen that. Not many I, people have. I have not heard of this. It has a young Sarah Jessica Parker in it. She's like teenager in that movie. But basically, spoiler, um, it's this kid that um, falls down this hill when trying to find his brother, or is it his dog? I think it's his brother. He's just out in the woods trying to find his brother, and he falls down this hill. And then, like, he wakes up, and he goes back home, and no one's there. And his parents aren't there, and he can't find anyone. And then, finally, someone, like, recognizes him or something, and he moved, like, eight years into the future, but his, his, his parents were all, like, had gray hair, and they were, like, missing hair or whatever, and his brother was, like, older than him. And they were just trying to figure out, like, what had happened. Okay. Um, and then this, like, giant, like, alien ship that looks kind of like a, I don't know, like a big, uh, it looks like it looks like an almond or something, like an almond shell. Um, I, I can't remember exactly. Um, I, I know what it looks like, but I can't remember the nut that it looks like. There's some sort of nut shell that okay. it kind of looks like. But, um, a and peanut it just comes, ship comes. Yeah, so it basically comes and it, and it, he he like calls the boy or whatever because like he's he's put all this information in the boy's head they're putting him in this lie detector test and they're like where's this star planet or whatever and, okay and he's like i don't know but like the lie detector test like just like puts this image up on the screen of these stars or whatever so anyways he gets like called by this alien dude onto the ship and then they like fly away the best part about it though is is the like alien in the ship he's he's like he's a robot Okay. But he doesn't really know a lot about humans. He basically is just going around and studying species and stuff. So he throughout the movie he's like listening to the radio and he like does different voices and stuff. It's kinda like makes me remember um Bumblebee from Transformers, how he uses the radio. Okay. He kinda does like a, a similar thing to that in just um trying to find out about the humans and then there's this one part where the kid laughs and he's like 
Ooh, what was that? You know, that sounds fun. I want to try that. And he just starts laughing. Just, ha, 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 ha. This is really fun. Ha, 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 ha. And, I mean, it's just great. They have all these um, all these good lines. And I don't know if you've ever heard me say compliance or whatever, but, like, the robot dude in that says that. It's just okay. got some really good classic stuff to it. It, it built on um, – it has been built on for a lot of, like, modern-day sci-fi films. Oh, sure. Um, you really got to check it out. I think it's great. Well, it is a Disney film, so I probably will check it out. Yeah. Just so that's my up. number two. That's that's good, man. That's kind of retro. 1986. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my number one is uh, a movie that like, I'm classifying as a guilty pleasure, like not okay. because I feel ashamed for liking it, because <laughs> I know like a lot of my friends, at least the same age as me, uh, enjoyed it. But it's because of the critic response that it got. Mm. Uh, and so my number one is Holes. Mm. Dude. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based on mm-hmm. the book, and it's Shia LaBeouf. Uh, he gets basically uh, convicted of a crime that he didn't commit and sent off to like this kind of like kid boot camp mm-hmm. uh, out in the desert where they dig holes. And holes, there's holes, this holes, huge... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And uh, dig it up, up, oh, dig it, or something like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like this huge adventure starts from there. And there's just really interesting characters for, like, a kid movie. Mm-hmm. Like, things that you wouldn't expect happens. And uh, so Shia LaBeouf is great in it. Um, oh, what's his name? John Voight is in it, and he's Dude. really good. Mr. Sir. Yes. Such yes. a great character. Yeah, just really interesting uh, and then, of course, Gus is in it. Or, or should I say um, Sam? You can say his, his real name, too, if you want. Well, Dulé Hill, who plays uh, Gus on Psych, our, my favorite TV show. And then mm. he plays Sam, who's a really just, I don't know, heartwarming character. Mm-hmm. And just like that, that moment where, spoiler, he dies. <laughs> and um, Kissing Kate is calling out to him. Yeah. He just wanted to sell some peaches. Sam, you know, just, like I, that, that, like just those lines of her calling out to him, like just stayed in my mind. And yeah, the I could fix that, and like going up, mm-hmm. right, trying to right. fix all these different things. And you know, he has these onions that can fix any kind of ailment. And yeah, just all kinds of good stuff in that movie. But yeah, people didn't. Uh, I should say people not my age. Uh, mm. They didn't like it. Uh, huh? I always thought that it was received well. Um, I don't know why why I didn't haven't heard about the other side of it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I've always heard people that that really enjoyed it, and I know it also had uh, Sigourney Weaver in there too. Um, she's in everything. She pretty much is. But uh, yeah, dude, I love that movie. It had a little bit of essence of like big fish in there, like with some of the story stuff. Yeah. If you've ever seen that, yep. uh, Tim Burton, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Holes was good. I actually watched it a few weeks ago when it first uh, popped up. Chris on August. Chris August wrote the screenplay for that. Okay. Okay. A guy I listened to on, a, on another podcast. Boom. Well, my number one is definitely a guilty pleasure. Okay. In the regard that it might not be my favorite movie, but it is definitely most people's worst favorite movie (laughs) or a movie that they've never even heard of or don't even believe it exists, especially on April Fool's Day. It is titled Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, 
starring Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's like I've funniest, never heard of this. It's the funniest movie, but it's it's one of those weird movies that Sylvester Stallone did after he got all big after Rocky. And um it's 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 actually really funny. It's really good. I watched it with my mom, of course. Um so I don't know if I don't know if it was just one of those nights or something, but I watched it and I laughed really hard. And when as soon as you said guilty pleasure movie, it was one of the first things I thought of. Yeah. Like it's such a bad movie, but it's it's actually really entertaining. Well, I laughed let, a let lot. me just read the description on IMDb <laughs> for our Do listeners. It. All right. Uh, all right. So yeah, it's it's titled "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot" from 1992, and the uh, description is this: A tough detective's mother comes to visit him and begins to meddle in his life and career. <laughs> that might be one of the funniest uh, descriptions, <laughs> like just ideas uh, for a movie I think I've ever heard. Like you hear that and you're like, Sylvester Stallone, definitely, definitely a comedy for sure, for sure. <laughs> like, dude, for anyone out there, you got to watch it. Just give it a chance because it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But I remember laughing really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just because it was so ridiculous, uh, but well, it was awesome. good and definitely my number one guilty pleasure. That, that's a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look that up and watch it. I hope it's on Netflix. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if it got probably into that caliber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, do you got any honorable mentions? I do. Um, Red Dawn. Red the Dawn. original. The original. Um, oh man! It was so the one with died. when the Russians invade Kansas or whatever. You know, Denver. obviously they'd invade a state in the middle of the country first. Yeah. I what is really up know. with that? Like, they redid it. I don't know if you saw the new version of it. Yeah, Spokane. Yeah. They, and Dan uh, Dan Lewis uh, from Como 4 News was, was on it. That was kind of cool. it was cool. so cool. Um, but anyways, like, yeah, they did it on the coast in the new one. But in the original, they land in Colorado? Yeah. Really? I don't know. Russians. They, I'm married I, to one. So I don't I know. They're that. huge Rockies fans, and they're just like, <laughs> We need to go there. <laughs> yep. We need some cores. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot because uh, me and my brother and our two friends I mentioned earlier, Chris and Dave, uh, when we played out in the woods all the time, um, we called ourselves the Wolverines based oh, off man. of that movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it just has some sentimental value. Yeah. Another movie um, that's definitely in the guilty pleasure category, uh, Airplane. Okay. Yep, starring that dude from the Naked Gun series. Um, and then, uh, yes, Money don't Pit. call me Shirley. What? <laughs> Money Pit starring okay. Tom Hanks. Oh yeah. Okay. I gotcha. And the Rocketeer. Oh, the Rocketeer. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, for me, I love that so much that I would be unwilling to call that a guilty pleasure <laughs> okay. because anyone who does not give that a chance is dead inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, I love that movie so much. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I got some. I, I just have two. My first one is Mikhail's Navy. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. starring uh, Tom Arnold. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, just redoing that show. I think it was from like the 60s or 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just him being like this, like, uh, I don't know, this kind of like this party guy who just, like, he used to be a sailor, 
but now he's not, and he goes and visits like the sailors, and he sells them all kinds of stuff, and mm-hmm. basically like they're in Hawaii and just having a good time. Like it's like a party base, yep. <laughs> and then like Tim Curry comes in, and is like. I'm going to kill everyone. And so they're like, we have to stop him. Mikhail, what do we do? I just always remember like, like some dudes coming through and like inspecting everything. And like, they asked like the chef, like you make good meals. Yep. Hot and cold. Yep. He walks on and the dude's like hot. He's like, I can heat up peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's stuff like that throughout the whole movie. It's like really dumb, but I just yeah. really love it. Oh, um, I remember watching it as a kid Saturday morning. I think it's when I first watched that. It's good stuff. It is. Uh, and then my other one is one that a lot of people probably wouldn't call a guilty pleasure, but mm. I, I look at it like this: I love this movie so much that, and I know other people do not. That I think it elevates it to a guilty pleasure for how much that I love it. Mm, okay, and, and that that's Dark Knight Rises. Like, I seriously, like, if I was going to do, like, a top five movies, it would probably sneak in there. Yeah. Like, it, it is just amazing. I love it. And I know a lot of people, they think of, like, as in order-wise of those three Nolan Batman films, they mm-hmm. go Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and Dark Knight Rises, and that's at the bottom. And for me, I just, I just love Dark Knight Rises so much that it's almost like I feel guilty for loving it as much as I do. <laughs> But, okay, well, I'll have to take your word for that. Unfortunately, I haven't seen it. How is this possible? It's one of those movies that, I don't know, I like. I haven't been able to watch it. It's it's a trilogy that I really want to finish because I really liked it. I liked it a well, lot. Well, it finished like <clears throat> two years ago. <laughs> I know, I know. It's been a crazy two years. Like, um, I don't know. I just, I haven't been able to come across it. Redbox or... Um, I mean, every time that I tried to see it in the theater, it just didn't work out. So it's, it's really weird. I can't believe this. Like, I yeah. remember we watched Batman Begins together, and mm-hmm. we saw uh, Dark Knight together at the, oh, man, that's a good story, too, uh, at the drive-in theater where it was stopped for like an hour and a half at the very end. Yep. Like, just as the Joker, the or uh, just as Harvey Dent is about to kill uh, Commissioner Gordon's son. Mm-hmm. Like it stopped for an hour and a half, and we we're, we're all like, chilling. "What? No!" <laughs> <laughs> Waiting, we were like waited for the like the film technician to come, and he like oh, yeah. opened up the camera. Yeah, he had to come from like Lake like, Stevens. Uh, two in the morning. He had to come from Lake Stevens. That's that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah a long drive away. Yeah. just to fix it and to watch like the last five or ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, but yeah, you haven't seen Dark Knight Rises, my goodness. I haven't. It's one of the, it's one of the movies that I want to see watch the most. That, man, that is, it's. I love it a whole lot. A lot of people do not love it as much. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it got good ratings. I think it's like an eight and a half yeah. out of ten. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but there are like a whole bunch of critics are just like it's the weakest one. And for me, I'm like this is the strongest one. I love this. Hmm. But, hmm. Dude, I'm excited. I just hope that Anne Hathaway doesn't kill. Uh, she's Catwoman in there, isn't she? Oh yeah, but I mean, See, like, I don't, I don't really like Anne Halle Hathaway. Berry. It's just like anyone can be Catwoman and be better. Oh, so okay, <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, Anne Hathaway is a good actor um, in most respects, but I don't know. There's something about it that just bugs me. I don't know. Okay, I, don't know. I liked her. I liked her in Catwoman. I think she okay. did well. But yeah, you got to get that shot sometime, man. And we'll we'll talk about it on the show that you actually watched it and what you thought. 
Like, okay, perfect. All right. Uh, so this brings us to our one cool thing. Uh, Radish, you got a cool thing you want to talk about? My one cool thing, because I've been playing with one at work recently, is the Microsoft Pro Surface. Really? Neurodeuce. Yeah. It's you actually like it. a really good device. It feels like Apple kind of made it. Yeah. Which is how you know it's good. Okay, I agree. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is a little bit heavier than most tablets or whatever, but it, from what it can do and and how well it fits the niche that it's really trying to fill, it's it's amazing. Just the the fluidity of it. Um, basically, what we've been doing at work is trying to find a a tablet and you know an iPad, whatever that will be able to make all of our uh, mechanical technicians um, go paperless. Because they're, you know, they work on airplane parts and they sure. have to record all these notes and everything. But in order for that to happen, they have to have something that's portable. They have to have something that can, you know, um, fit in a case maybe. Also sit up on, on, you know, on a stand on their on their workbench. It has to have, you know, just all these little things to it that no other two-in-one device really has. I, I, I kind of understand how people are saying that there's there's two-in-ones there's tablets, and then there's a Surface. Because of the niche that it really fills, I, f I feel like it's just such a good product. They do really well with this one. Yeah, I, I was interested, because I'm always interested in those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And especially when Microsoft, uh, at the time, you know, um, Steve Ballmer was CEO, and he was looking at uh, buying the Sonics, so I was really invested in the Surface <laughs> doing well. So they had the money, so he had money <laughs> to buy uh, to help buy the Sonics, but anyways, uh, I was really interested in the product. And like when I was, I had a part-time job at Staples. We got it, and I was, you know, just looking at it and trying mm -hmm. it out. And it's, it is pretty cool. It does quite a few things. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm an Apple guy, so I'm gonna be like, iPad is far superior. Blah 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 blah. But you're right; it does fit a niche that the iPad couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it can do real applications. Yep. Boom! Right there. I mean, yeah, the the apps on it aren't going to be the same, which is, you know that. You know what you're getting when you go iOS, when you go Android, when you go Microsoft now. You know what you're getting in that regard, but the fact that it can do everything that a normal desktop can do, and very, very quickly, I might add. It's very snappy. Um, I'm just, I'm so, like, excited to get one at work. Like, I'm just stoked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. So that, that that's awesome. Um, my one cool thing is something for my computer, um, and it is called the Plug Bug uh, by 12 South. Mm. Um, they, they make a lot of Apple products. I, I have a MacBook, and I have a MacBook Air, and I'm really trying to go like as minimalist as possible mm -hmm. and just trying to get rid of some of the stuff that I carry in my bag that I never use and and uh, one of the things, like I have an iPad as well, and it, it would be cool to have just one charger, both for my computer and for my iPad. And what the plug bug does is it takes my power brick and it has like a, a little component that you slide into the top and it doesn't make it much bigger, maybe adds like an inch. Um, but it also has a USB plus the normal outlet uh, so hmm. you can plug it into the wall. 
and still have a USB plus the normal cord that goes out to my MacBook. And so it could charge both my iPad because it's not just one of those normal uh, little guys that you have for your phone. It, it requires more juice than that. Yeah. Uh, so you have to carry a separate thing. And uh, it'd be cool to just be able to, you know, have one thing that gets my MacBook and my iPad all charged up in one foul swoop, I guess. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's pretty cheap. It's only 35 bucks for... You know, some kind of like Apple accessory that's that's pretty normal. Or yeah, most Apple accessories even. start at like sixty bucks. Yeah. So not yeah. bad so at all. So it's by Twelve South. You could go to twelvesouth.com and find it. The plug bug, and it's red yeah, it and it looks nice. So that brings another brother rewind to a close. Uh, there are a couple ways you could help out our show. You could come and talk to us on Twitter. Uh, tell us what you like. Maybe tell us what some of your guilty pleasure movies are. Uh, see if you agree. Uh, that labyrinth that Joel should feel guilty for <laughs> for liking that or not. You know, if you love it, let us know. Uh, but talk to us on Twitter. You can find us at Brother Rewind. Leave us uh, a review on iTunes. That really help us out. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Brother Rewind. or something weird for me yeah like i really enjoy a cucumber is that your one cool thing uh no, <laughs> no. it's uh it's a notebook of cucumbers <laughs> <laughs>